Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Banwart, and I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years. We made this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, Caitlin and I are going to be going over a holiday survival guide with you. Along, we're, along with this, we're going to be also be chatting about our minimums, not only our minimums for how much we train, but also our minimums for some of the certain benchmarks we've set for ourselves, um, things like our sleep and also nutrition, along with the supplements that we take. So we're really excited to dive in with this with you today, and let's get right into our first topic. So we're going to get into our holiday survival guide. So we're going to have three major points for you on the holiday survival guide. Number one, we're going to go over how to eat slowly to be satisfied instead of stuffed. That's strategy number one. Strategy number two is how to stay in shape while you're busy. So we're going to go over kind of what we do during the fall and winter times and into the new year to keep us motivated. And then finally, number three is we're going to go over um, eating well on the go. And I think this was one's going to be helpful regardless of what time of year it is. And then we do have a bonus one, but that will be available in our holiday survival guide ebook, which we will release. And if you're on our email list, you already have received it. However, if you're not on our email list and would like to be subscribed, please follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit. Send us a DM there and I will add you to the list and I will send you the holiday survival guide all right you ready yes i'm ready let's rock and roll welcome to the show let's get into the first one uh number one eating slowly and satisfied instead of stuffed so is there any strategies that you kind of do or like tell me what you think about when you know you're eating to not be overwhelmed and you i think you actually do a really good job of this yeah, I think we do this just by um, knowing, number one, what is a serving size, and then really sticking with it. We don't ever really eat over a serving size. Um, I think this became really apparent when uh, my parents came to visit um, recently, and, um, you know, I'm from Hawaii, and um, in Hawaii, you know, a local style would be just to kind of serve yourself and to always, you know, go back for seconds, go out back for more. Um, and that's just kind of how we've always eaten um, growing up. And that's kind of how I remember everything. However, my parents did point out when they came to visit that um, Matt and I serve them like mm -hmm. a plate of food, right? Um, that's already like preset and... I, I never really offer them more. There is never really more. We make enough for one serving and that's really it. And I think that's kind of how we stay on top of not overeating or overstuffing ourselves is that, you know, you have your one helping and, and then you're done. Like, and that's kind of how we um, do things for the kids too. You know, they have their one serving and, and then that's it. And if they want something else or they want something more, you know, we kind of find different ways around that, but we never really overeat on our meals or our snacks. Um, we stick to that one serving size. That, that's a great point because I actually had someone ask me the other day, um, and this was a more on the subject of motivation, but it was a question I've never really asked before. And it was like, I asked them like, well, what's your environment look like? And we kind of got more specific. I'll kind of leave out the details, but in a nutshell, like if I was in their environment, I wouldn't be motivated either. Yeah. And you know, the environment is like, who do you hang out with? What do you have available in the house? And what is easily accessible? And I think one of the best ways to change, I, and I think one of the best ways to change nutrition habits is to change your environment. Mm -hmm. In order to change your environment, mm -hmm. you have to change what is in your environment and implement some sort of a system to where it'll be less, it'll be inconvenient for you to do the behaviors that you're trying to change. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, in this case, it would be overstuffing yourself or overeating. So just maybe making smaller portion sizes on purpose um, in order to not eat more. And then some people, honestly, you just have to have the discipline because if you are one to, you know, meal prep or cook extra for later, you have to save it for later then. Don't overeat it and eat it too early because I know some people do that as well. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's why I... I tend to serve everyone their plate and when you're done with your plate you're done and that's kind of worked worked for us and we've developed that over the years and I never actually noticed that we did it until they pointed that out and I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and overeating is something that I've struggled with um for the most part because kind of like you I like, you know, growing up in that family, I'm used to going back for seconds regardless. Mm-hmm. If there's more or not, I will find more. Yeah. <laughs> because um that's just how I am. And, you know, I, I love food, really, when you really break it down. Like, I absolutely love food. Um, and I think one thing that really has helped me is I kind of use a three-to-one three, three to one meal ratio. So what that means is that I'll treat myself to one kind of fun meal, and I'll eat as much as I want. I'll eat whatever I want. But then I'll follow up that with three really good meals consecutively. And those meals look like lean protein, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and then um, I try and avoid as much fat and carbs as possible and try and keep my proteins as lean as possible. And when Matt says he avoids fat and carbs as much as possible, he means there are none in his meal. So I just want to make it clear for everybody out there that his three to one, his three is really on point. Okay. Like there is yeah, nothing really else in it. That way he can have that one kind of splurgy meal. But like you need to be honest with yourself. Are you really eating clean meals? And how clean are they in order to support that one extra meal? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that that's where a lot of coaching comes in because this is where we can help you because it's it's really hard to do on your own. Yeah, you need discipline. And if you don't have the discipline, you need the support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you have the support, it just makes things easier. And it gives you like a shoulder to lean on to where you can have at least have that resource to run things by them and be like, hey, like these are my only options. Like, what would you do? And then we can we can help you because believe me, we've been in that situation before. And at the end of the day, all we care about is getting you the results that you want mm-hmm. and helping you as much as possible because in the long run, that's what's going to be better for you when you're 80 years old. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other tips you want to give on that piece? No, I don't think so. All right. Let's move on to number two. So how to stay in shape while you're busy. And you no, know, this is this is tough during the holiday season for a lot of us. Yeah, it's tough just because I think time, I think, you know, you want to spend time with your family, you have people visiting, you have a lot of obligations, you know, that you need to attend to. And I mean, I'm sorry, but fitness can't fall on the back burner, you're just going to have to try to plan it and fit it into your schedule. And I think that's where planning really comes in and being Mm -hmm. proactive, looking at your week in advance, telling yourself like, well, let's be honest, I probably can't work out on this day and this day. So I have to get it done. On, the, on these other days instead. And, and you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to get in the gym and you have to make sure like that's still a priority because I think I posted this like at the end of uh, Thanksgiving, but there was like 35 days left in the year, right? And even if you, you know, only work out, um, I think it was like 80% or something, it was still like 25 days worth. And that's still a lot. That's still like four, even five times a week, Mm -hmm. you know, falling to the end of the year through the holidays. And so that gets difficult. But I think just being very proactive and, you know, setting your schedule aside to make sure you get that hour in um, is super important. 
Yeah. And what would be some strategies that you would give to people if there are, if they are struggling to get in the gym? Um, definitely, you know, get outside, get your steps in, do something active. If you have kids, you know, make sure you take them outside, get them to the park and be active with them there. Um, other than that, I would just try to walk with family members, um, get outside as much as possible. I think a lot of people end up being indoors, wrapping presents, you know, doing holiday dinners, lunches, stuff with work. It's very rare that you actually get outside and get moving. So that would be one strategy. I guess the second one would be um, make sure you have some home equipment. Um, you know, a jump rope really goes far, maybe a band or a dumbbell. You really don't need much, but just those few items will allow you to do a very simple workout. And you know, I know everybody thinks like it's a waste of time to do a simple workout at home or you're really getting nothing out of it. What you're getting is consistency and staying in the routine mentally and physically. And that pays off in the long run. Exactly. I love that last part that you talked about because, you know, just like Newton's law of physics, it's like what stays in motion or what, what, sorry, what starts in motion, something along those lines <laughs> will stay in motion. I can't remember the exact um, yeah. thing, but you get the point. Yeah. And I think just with anything else, it's like sometimes we have to do workouts that aren't necessarily going to be quote unquote productive, but they keep the momentum going. Yes. And I think that's, that's more important than, then how effective is this workout going to be? Yeah, you can't always, you know, think of the end result. You have to think of what you're doing right now. And right now you're you're staying consistent and that's more important than anything else. Yeah. Getting through the holidays consistently and not, because you can really fall behind. I mean, you miss, you know, 20 days out of the 30 days. You only work out 10 days. Like you can really fall behind going into January, pack on a few pounds and then wonder what the hell happened come January 1 and you're just super out of shape and it yeah. feels like you're starting over again when you can avoid that by just simply staying in motion kind of like what you said yeah and it's a lot better it's easy oh sorry it's a lot easier to stay in shape than it is to get in shape again and oh, restart yes believe me it's a lot easier just to keep momentum up <laughs> just got to get there and just keep coming rather than <laughs> having to feel plus it's so mentally discouraging like it is yeah. I can't tell like even when I come back from a workout when I'm sick and yeah, like I on load vacation. up, yeah, I load, I load up the barbell for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> this is not going to be a productive workout, but it's just I have to get that first one over with to gain momentum again. So mm -hmm. it's better to not lose momentum and just keep those baby steps going rather than just being like falling flat and then having a full restart. It's the same thing as jumping on a fad diet. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised what a bunch of air squats and push-ups and burpees will really do for you if right. you just you know consistently do that. I mean, even if it's slow, even if it takes you a long time, like accumulation, you know, over time really matters. Yeah, and in the guide we have, we provided with you a 10 minute do anywhere workout that is uh, very versatile. So again, if you want the free guide, follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit, shoot me a DM, I will see it, and I will send you the guide and I will add you to the list if you want to be on our email list. Anything else? No, moving on to number three. I like it. So eating well on the go. This is something I think you do very well. Yeah, I'm constantly eating, you know, in the few five minutes in between classes or clients that I have. So, I mean, I guess eating on the go is kind of a part of my lifestyle. I can tell you that like my first meal of the day is completely just not even a meal. It's just makeshift put together. It's always a protein shake, um, a you know, a protein, you know, enhanced yogurt or whatever, Greek yogurt. And I usually add pistachios to it. And then I have like a protein bar in the morning, um, some supplements as far as like water and creatine and all that kind of stuff. And then and then that's really it. I mean, oh, and maybe like a banana or an apple, like some type of fruit. Um, and that pretty much holds me over until 
I don't know, 10 o'clock till I actually have a real protein style breakfast that you usually bring me. Um, You're welcome. Yes, thank you. And <laughs> and then that holds me over to lunch. But as far as eating on the go, you'd be surprised what you can get at a 7-Eleven or at a convenience store now. There are so many protein options. I feel like there's a whole section designated to this and you can get a whole meal really uh, you know, on the go and, and really benefit, but you have to like be mindful, you know, when you're going to stores or places and, and really look at the options and, you know, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not going to be really what you want, but it's what you need. Okay. You have to think of it as, as that, what do you need for fuel? What do you need for the day? Not what you want for the day. What you want really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there's going to be a price tag to anything. And so you can either choose to feel good while you eat a bad meal or feel great in between meals, but not feel super awesome while you eat a healthier meal. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I just see that trade off as like, I can either be really happy for like 10 minutes while I'm enjoying this bad meal yeah. and feel like crap for hours, or I can feel, or I can have a little bit of inconvenience or it won't be as good as maybe I want it to be, mm -hmm. but then I'll feel much better throughout my entire day. Yeah, so I'd, rather take, I'd rather take my entire day. Yeah. And I mean, one of my clients, um, the other day was just saying like, she didn't meal prep, right? She didn't like take the time to make sure she was ready for the day. And what happened is she didn't end up eating until like all day until after lunch. And so she was driving to the next client and the options were, you know, stop for French fries at, you know, whatever Del Taco or whatever it is, or, you know, go to eat a whole meal or get something at the grocery store. And she ended up picking the French fries <laughs> and, you know, cause of convenience. And honestly, because you're so exhausted to the point that your body kind of just makes that wrong decision out of fatigue and, and because it's quick and fast and, it's probably, and you're hungry and you're hungry and it's what you, you like really want and crave something salty probably. So, so anyway, you make the wrong decision, but had you just prepared a little bit, had a, had a bar, had a, had a banana or something in your bag or in your car ready to go, like that can really boost you in the right direction versus hindering you making the wrong decision, holding you back. Exactly. And I think this is a reoccurring theme is like adjust your environment to where it's more convenient to make the right decision or the good decision than is the bad decision. Yeah. Because we saw right there that they chose to make a decision to get fast food because it was more convenient. Yeah. So now let's see if we can flip that and be like, how can I make it more convenient for me to make a good decision. Yeah, and I so mean, set yourself up for success. Exactly that, way. that. And she and I had a conversation, and literally the next day, she meal prepped for the whole week, got everything ready, and she told me she felt so much better. Who would have thought, right? And um, and then everything was better, and now she's consistently doing that, and you know, seeing results in that sense, as far as being more prepared and more on top of it, and she has more energy, and like, and she really pointed that out. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I felt so much better yeah. during my day because I had snacks lined up." I was ready to go. I was, you know, on top of it. Exactly. And once you, once you kind of get in that mode of where it's worth it and you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, our behaviors are in our environment, reinforce rewards. Yeah. So basically if I'm rewarded for doing a certain behavior, I'm probably going to keep doing that behavior. So a lot of times with food, it's like, it's an instant reward because it feels good. It tastes good. Like it, it's so satisfying. So you get that reward, but if we can flip it to where I'm getting reward, I've, I get the reward now from feeling better throughout my entire day by mm -hmm. making these choices, I get more reinforcement 
to yeah. make those better choices because I get rewarded for it. So find a way to where eating well is actually rewarding to you mm-hmm. and, and you get that same dopamine hit from doing the right things. And honestly, I wish I could give you a formula to that, but every person is different. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you have to figure out. And if you need help, I will be more than happy to help you. Yeah, I like how you put that. It's like, it's not worth it because there are certain foods out there that some people eat that I'm like, was that worth it? Like, is that worth the cows? Is that worth your time? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But like, when you really think about it, there could be something better that you could make or do instead. So I'm not saying to cut it out, but try to find something better to replace it with, you know, like for dessert. Like I'm a sweet tooth person, for example. I love, you know, desserts. You love Oreos. I do. I love Oreos and cookies and all that stuff. I love coffee cake. Yeah. And just because it's on my mind right now, but like Jen made those cookies for us. Oh, those were so good. Yeah, Jen A from uh, 915 uh, class, she makes, you know, desserts, but she makes them very healthy, low ingredient, high protein. And if I could just have that every day, oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that was... Like, that would... I was blown away by how good those were. I know. Were. I would find a way to make it fit and, and like that's... That's the kind of stuff that I want. And so I'm not going to cut out sweets. I'm just going to find a way to make it fit into my routine and fit into the kind of lifestyle that I want to have. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to think of now it's kind of now that we can kind of give you all kind of a framework that if you are struggling with this, just kind of think about, you know, what kind of behavior has been reinforced because eating is just a behavior, mm-hmm. right? So what kind of behavior has been reinforced to make these kind of decisions and then examine that and then see what you can do to change that behavior based on your environment and what can you, uh, the reward system again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And some of my favorite to go foods is definitely yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> I think yogurt is one of the most versatile things. It does require to be refrigerated. Beef jerky. But beef jerky is good. Bars. I like that. I mean, there's Protein some bars. just good ones. I mean, you have to really be mindful about the bars. Yeah. Protein shakes, you know, um, what else? There's really not too many great snack items. It's more about just being prepared with your meals. Yeah. And just really over fulfilling that. And a little hack that I'll give you guys that if you are struggling and you are so used to, you know, eating maybe some of these more fun foods that if you add a little bit of your favorite cereal, just sprinkle <laughs> on, no, just sprinkle a little bit on top of your yogurt it will make it a lot better and that will be an easy way to start transitioning out of that. So that way you get a little bit of what you want, but then you also get a lot of what is actually healthy and good for you. Yes. So give that a shot. Let me know how that goes. Uh, That would be good. Yeah. You didn't know that? I mean, I just don't buy it because I would eat the whole thing of cereal. That's true. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like if we're, if there's, if there's bad food in the house, I will find a way to eat it. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, like I said, we also have a super shake guide that's available in the guide. So if you want that, again, uh, message us at Red Wolf CrossFit on Instagram, and I will make sure that is sent to you. We're going to move into our second segment here, which is we're going to be talking about our minimums. And we're going to be going over a few different things. Uh, we're going to be going over... Let's go over our exercises first. I think that one's going to be a simple one that we kind of go over. So... First off, Caitlin, how, what's your bare minimum for how many workouts per week and how long? <laughs> uh, seven is my workouts per week. Okay, I'll go ahead and say six maybe. I mean, if I do miss one day, it's probably because I'm extremely tired and sore. But I do like working out every day. Um, so six, seven is definitely the minimum. 
Um, what was the other question? Sorry, how long? Wait, how long are your training sessions? Oh, usually? one hour. Always one, one hour. hour. Okay. I mean, if I can go maybe an hour and a half um, uninterrupted, like that would be ideal so that I can do all the things that I want, but at minimum would be an hour. Okay. Okay. Um, some of the movements that I hit at minimum every week, <clears throat> back squat and deadlift for sure. And then I need to do um, some pull-ups, like strict pull-ups, weighted pull-ups, uh, something like that. And then I also need to get in bench or push-ups. Like that's definitely some standards that I'd like to hit every single week. So that way I don't lose the training volume that I've kind of developed mm-hmm. um, and the numbers that I want to hit. Okay. Awesome. And what, can, what about your nutrition and supplements? Let's talk about nutrition first. Um, nutrition. What, what about it? Like as far as meals, I mean, I eat three meals a day. I usually eat three snacks in between. Um, I start eating at four thirty in the morning when I wake up, I have a snack already or not a snack, but like, you know, the start of my quote unquote meals in the morning. And then I don't believe in the whole, you can't eat before bedtime because I am eating right up until I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> and I usually eat dinner at about eight o'clock at night and I'm going to bed at nine. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's usually the minimum. Hopefully we go to bed at nine, maybe nine thirty if we get stuck watching a show, but I usually need to try to be in bed by then so that I can wake up the next day. Okay. And what is your minimum protein intake every day? 200 grams, 200 grams. Dang, the same as me. Yeah. I <laughs> wow. try to, well, I mean, I really want to build muscle and eating my body weight at 150 has not given me the results that I wanted. And I've been doing that for almost the whole year on the year, by the way, I gained 0.3 pounds of muscle or like almost half a pound of muscle on the whole year. I went up and down variants here and there, but on the whole year from January to December, about half a pound of muscle. And so I know I need to up my protein intake in that sense. I probably also need to do more hypertrophy type of training. Um, so just increasing that, I guess, is kind of what I'm going to focus on going into 2024. Okay, that's awesome. Let's kind of backtrack a little bit and tell us, I think it would be helpful for everyone to hear kind of a little bit more in detail of step by step, meal by meal, snack by snack, what you eat every day. So let's walk us through your entire day, an average day of you eating. Um, well, my first meals, and I already said this before, was the like protein shake, you know, um, fruit, a yogurt, a protein bar. I usually ingest about 50 grams of protein just there. And then, you know, Matt Meat brings me my first meal, which is usually anywhere between 30 to 50 grams of protein as well as far as eggs and sausage goes, what I usually eat. And then going into lunch, um, it's usually a bigger meal, but probably about 50 grams of protein. Um, and that I usually eat about four to six ounces of meat. If I order, you know, meal prep, I usually order about six ounces uh, from the meal prep. If not, we just kind of make our own. Usually tuna is kind mm-hmm. of what my Tuna's, staple is yeah. for lunch, which a can of tuna has 42 grams of protein in it. One can or two cans? One can. Oh, the really? one, the safe catch. Yeah. 42 oh, wow. I did not know it was that high. Of protein. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you know, get 50 grams just there. It's, That's crazy. You know, know mix that. it with a few things. And then um, I'll have a snack in between lunch and dinner. I mean, it could vary beef jerky, beef sticks usually is what it is and fruit. Um, And then dinner um, is the remaining, you know, cows that I have left and grams of protein, probably another 50 again. And it depends, you know, we have burgers, steaks, um, chili, all kinds of stuff. But I think my protein intake is usually about six ounces. Okay. Yeah. And just an FYI for everyone is that when we do use our meats, we choose our leanest cuts as possible. So even when we're picking things like ground beef or beef, we try and get around 93% lean, Mm -hmm. um, 7% fat on those cuts. And then the rest of the time we're eating turkey, chicken, uh, fish, and uh, sometimes duck. 
Is there anything else I'm missing? Lamb. Lamb. Yeah, lamb is very good. Um, venison. Venison. Lately, we've been getting into gay meat, so we, lately we've been eating a lot of venison and elk. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sandal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just going to um, get about a pound of meat a day is kind of what we're going for. And um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much what I eat. That's awesome. Should I walk everyone through mine? Sure. Or no? okay. What do you start with? Um, well, maybe I should backtrack more and talk about my minimums. Okay. Should I? Sure. All right. Why what not? are your minimums for working out and then for sleep and then for food? Uh, working out is definitely five to six times a week. I would say five is my minimum. Six is my ideal goal, but just, just, it just doesn't always happen. Um, I try and make sure I get some sort of a lift in every day or some sort of resistance training in every day that I work out. Uh, I mostly do the CrossFit classes. Sometimes I'll hit build and burn after class when I can. I don't always have the time, but I do my best to get some extra resistance training in. And I've been really liking bodybuilding stuff lately because it's easier to recover from. Uh, my workouts are generally between hour, hour and a half, max um, top out at an hour and a half. Um, and sorry, what else? Your sleep. Sleep. Uh, my sleep is a minimum seven hours every night that's what i shoot for yeah you get more than me i do get more than you i'm also older (laughs) (laughs) okay uh but i do i just find that um i mean i can function on less sleep but i find that i'm a lot better uh in terms of my productivity my mood how i interact with people when i do get more sleep Mm -hmm. and when i'm trying to be in bed and asleep by around 9 30 every night i always find that the earlier i go to bed the better i feel in the morning regardless of what time i wake up so uh, that's something I focus on. Um, what else? Nutrition. Nutrition. Yep. Um, nutrition. Uh, I shoot for 200 grams of protein every day. Uh, one thing that's really been helping me is I get trying. My goal is always to get 100 grams before noon. It doesn't matter how I get it, but I try and focus only on that. And if I get a little bit of carbs and a little bit of fat, that's great. But I focus only on protein first, and then the rest usually falls into place. And the way I do that is I do a pound of meat. So I'll do a lean cut of meat of some sort of uh, either elk, venison. Sometimes I'll, I'll even have bison. I'll even have salmon, eggs, egg whites, sometimes even chicken or turkey in the morning. Um, and that really helps. And I know that sounds gross to a lot of you, but <laughs> when I can have just that one meal and then feel really good until 1, 2 p.m., that's that is very convenient for me because usually i'm working i'm on the go i'm working out or mm-hmm. i'm training clients so i need to eat and then preferably not eat frequently mm-hmm. in between those times because i just don't have time yeah. i'm always on the go and usually my snacks are yogurt yogurt is actually my favorite snack because it's i don't have to prepare it i can just kind of scoop it down and it's easy for me to digest and it really helped actually the probiotics in it help i find recently have really helped my digestion yeah, for sure. I think the whole pound of meat thing is a really cool idea and concept and easy to prepare and to uh, travel with, too, actually. Any ground meats, you know, pre-prepared and reheat really well, travel really well. And so you can eat it, you know, over the course of you eat it usually over the course of what, two hours or so. Yeah. Like I don't eat like the entire pound in one sitting, like many people might think. <laughs> um, I try and spit, split it up as much as I can. So usually I'll have half a pound upon cooking it and then i'll kind of like sit and usually either i'll train someone or i'll do some work and i'll wait as long as possible before eating the other half a pound and then on top of that i'm my supplements are uh fish oil 
uh, magnesium glycinate, creatine, and a multivitamin. Those are my staples. Mm -hmm. um, and I do take citrulline mallet here and there, which helps with energy, but I don't think that's an essential one for people to take. If you want to take it, feel free to. It definitely helps, but get the other ones dialed in first. Get your sleep dialed in. Get your nutrition dialed in before you start adding supplements. Yeah, I think my supplement staples, at least I have been really consistent. I'm so proud of myself because I think one, a couple podcasts ago, I said that I was struggling with being consistent on supplements and I have been much better since then. Um, I think you can agree. I've taken them right. almost every single day and uh, my staples have been fish oil, um, the multivitamin, just like you, and then um, creatine definitely. And then recently I've been taking um, this green supplement and then enhancing it with um, three others, which just is uh, maca, uh, Corella and spirulina and I've and spirulina. I think that's how you say it and just enhancing that and that's just basically been from a female standpoint um, Just enhancing hormones and, and stuff like that So if any ladies out there are wondering more on what why I take those things you can ask me personally um, It just has really helped um, Hormonally for myself and I think it's really beneficial. Awesome. That's that, thank you so much for sharing. That's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's dig a little bit deeper into our minimums for our lifts themselves. I think that's something interesting. Oh yeah, a lot of people ask me and are shocked when I give them the answers um, as far <laughs> as um, minimums go. Um, for example, uh, somebody who I forget who it was, but somebody was asking me, um, you know, well, how many should I be able to do? Like ten? I think it was like V ups. Oh yeah, it was V ups and like you know, when, when can I progress or move on to something more advanced? And, you know, the person was like, well, I can do like 10. And I was like, yeah, you need to be able to do like a hundred. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, at minimum, you need to be able to do, you know, this many instead. So as far as weights go, I think that's a very interesting um, topic. And I really want people to refer to the level up board. I mean, that board is so important and really gives you a greater understanding and idea of balance and what you should be working on. I mean, I know there's many of you listening to this right now and some of you are so strong in certain areas, upper body, lower body, whatever it is, and you know who you are, it's time to start working on those imbalances. Okay, so refer to the level up board and just kind of see like, what is it that I need to work on and start really working on those things. Like, are you really gonna forever just be the person known to squat a lot or to press a lot or to run really fast? Like, don't you wanna be better at, um, the other areas. So referring to that board and trying to hit those minimums and level up, I think would be really important. And I mean, that's pretty much my minimums up there as far as what you should be able to lift is your body weight uh, for back squat, 1.25 uh, times your body weight for deadlift. Um, you know, front squat is up there too. I think it's 80% of your back squat is what you should front squat and, and then so on and so forth, you know, and just being able to maintain those things and stay in balance, I think is super important. Right, and if what's the first step someone should take if they are aware of these imbalances? What would you coach them on? Um, prioritizing just one thing first, okay? I think a lot of people take on way too much when they are, they're like, oh, I have, a, I have a lot of imbalances. So they just work on everything. Well, that's, that's you're gonna get you nowhere in reality. What you need to do is pick the one thing that you struggle with most and better that because I guarantee if you sh if you better that you're going to actually affect a lot of other areas as well, right? So for example, um, some people might say that you know their front squat 
is is the worst thing. Like they just they really suck at the front rack. Well, okay, what about the front rack? Maybe it's your mobility. So just think if you fix your mobility, all the other areas that it would fix as well. How much better your cleans would get? How much better you know your snatch would get? Whatever, whatever it is. But um, just really dialing in your first priority and then hitting that for like four weeks straight. And then coming back and seeing where you're at, right? And retesting where you're at after a month of just working on that one thing. No. I think that would be a good start. Yeah. And if if you're not sure where you're at or you if you feel like you need a little more guidance, book a goal review. You can do that um, via our website or just reach out. Just find out. Just message us. Yeah. And through any channel. And we'll book a goal review, review with you. And we will chat with you on the best steps for you to move forward. It doesn't cost you anything completely free so mm -hmm. take advantage of that because i don't think enough people take advantage of that yeah and i mean to get more specific i guess to give you guys you know a better idea of where i'm coming from um after you know three pregnancies i had like these minimums in my head as far as the stepping stones i wanted to take to get back to where you know i am now basically and and i had to check off these boxes and a few of them were simple like i wanted to be able to back squat 95 pounds 50 times unbroken and until i did that i really didn't move on and then you know i wanted to be able to do 20 push-ups unbroken and until i could really do that well i didn't move on to more advanced stuff i didn't really give myself that you know credibility to be like okay you can move on now i had to do these minimums and i think um, a lot of people progress too quickly um, because they just want to do the fun stuff. I want to do kipping pull-ups. Well, can you do a strict pull-up first? Mm -hmm. How many strict pull-ups can right. you do? You know, you should, for me, my goal is to do 20. I can't do 20 yet. I can do 15 in a row. Uh, so I'm still striving for that. But a minimum would be like five. Mm -hmm. I should always be able to do five strict pull-ups in a row. So just, I think the goal review is important because then you can establish what are your minimums because mine are, might be different from yours. Um, and then, you know, where do you want to go from there? Like, what is what is a very far-fetched goal and what is a reality goal? And then where can we work to in between? And um, and just kind of plotting that out. I think people need direction. You know, direction is important. We're not just kind of willy-nilly working out here. There should always be some type of purpose going on. Yeah, and the only way to find purpose and to find what you really want is to gain clarity on that first. And we talk about this all the time is gaining clarity. And then the only way to gain clarity is to talk with someone who's done it before. Mm -hmm. And believe me, like we've done a lot of different fitness things. Yeah. So talk to us because we have experience and because we've tried a lot and we can easily save you guys time, frustration, sacrifice, and effort if you just talk to us first, and then we can point you in the right direction or give you something that you can do on your own. Yeah, and um, and then also, like, we're always talking about gains, I think. You know, I, I feel like we naturally um, kind of levitate towards gains, muscle gains, you know, getting mm -hmm. stronger and stuff. But we also have, you know experience in, in weight loss. Like I definitely gained 55 pounds with my first pregnancy. And so losing all that weight again and getting back, you know, to my normal of 150 was really difficult to do. And it was a process and having a plan of how I was going to do it healthy, right? Not too quickly. And, and, you know, being very mindful of, of recovery and stuff, you know, that was a whole process in itself. And then doing it again and again, and each time was different. It was 40 pounds and 30 pounds and, you know, it was less, but still, it was still a journey. And so, I mean, weight loss is a whole nother, um, 
avenue and and weight loss doesn't always mean muscle gain it's actually muscle loss i mean i think for example ben your client has lost so much weight this year so mm-hmm. proud i mean amazing how much yeah. weight he's lost but he's also lost a lot of muscle mass yeah and so having that understanding of you know well if you're in the weight loss if that's your goal you have to be okay with losing muscle as well yeah. And, and so the, that's a whole nother mindset. And the only way to mitigate muscle loss is to up your protein. Yes. Yeah. And so, but you know, everything's a journey. And so like, what is your priority? If your priority is number one to lose weight, well then that's just, that's all we're focusing on. Whether it be fat loss, muscle mass loss, as long as the trend is going down, I think that's important. Um, and then if your you know goal is to gain muscle, well then our focus has to be just on that. And then your, your training has to be centered around that. Right. No, a hundred percent. Um, any final thoughts before we start to wrap things up? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot of different things. Sorry if we were all over the place. (laughs) No, I thought that was good. I mean, it's good that we kind of go into detail about some of these things because I think it just adds just more value and is more helpful. Um, and just some closing thoughts for me is that, you know, I always try and think about what's the biggest impact activity that I can do. And then how can I add volume to that to achieve a certain output? So, a good formula that I like to think about is is um, volume times leverage equals output. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know that eating, you know, lean protein, a pound of lean meat in the morning is going to yield a very good output. So, and that's a high leverage thing because it's not too expensive. It's easy to prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stores well. And I get my protein in and I feel full without feeling the need to go and grab snacks. So that is a high leverage thing that I can do. And then when I multiply that by volume, by doing that every know, day. five, seven days a week, then I will yield a better output. And same thing with my training. I know that if I squat, deadlift, press, and do strict pull-ups and do every CrossFit, yeah, yep. then that's a high leverage activity because I get the most bang for my buck in a very short amount of time. For example, if I was to walk for mm-hmm. the same amount of time that I worked out, so an hour a day, or I lifted, did those major lifts for an hour a day, and I even multiply that by seven, you know, leverage times volume equals output. What do you think my output would be from lifting for an hour versus just walking for an hour? It would be more for lifting, obviously. Exactly. So, I mean, I think when you clearly define kind of like a formula like that, like that, that really helps you make decisions. Mm-hmm. It's like, is the activity I'm doing now high leverage? And if I add volume to that, will that yield the output that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I hope that was helpful for all of you. <laughs> Any other final thoughts? Uh, no. I just think uh, hopefully you survive the holidays, you get through it, and uh, we all make it through to January, and we can start off the new year again nice and strong. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Please message us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit DM and message your questions there. Uh, We're also looking for our podcast topics all the time. So feel free to give us your ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.